Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs, and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the show, The Driven Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Matt Browning. Man, I've been having a good time this week. I hope you have too. I have someone uh, that I want to introduce you to that I think you're going to enjoy very, very much. And since this is an audio podcast, radio show, heard coast to coast, you're listening to this and we don't have any visual cues. You don't have any kinesthetic cues. All you have is your ears and all we have is our mouth. And that brings me to my guest this week. Today's guest (laughs) is Arthur Samuel Joseph. He's the founder and chairman of the Vocal Awareness Institute. Widely recognized as one of the world's foremost communication strategists and authorities on the human voice. He has worked with the cream of the crop, the top of the top in really almost every industry out there on vocal leadership and vocal awareness. He has coached Angelina Jolie, Stephen, uh, not Stephen Covey, and Sean Connery, uh, Tony Robbins. Well, I worked with, of course, extensively, as you might know, Jerry Rice, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, many, many others. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you can find testimonials on his website from Arnie, from Tony, from, I mean, anyone you can imagine, I promise you. Emmett Smith, Pat Riley. He's the guy that the guys and gals in the world who have a strong leadership voice go to. So without any further ado, welcome to the show, Arthur Joseph. How are you, my friend? I'm wonderful, man. What a thoughtful introduction. Thank you for your kindness. Well, I certainly appreciate the time. I'm glad you came on the show. Um, The first thing I want to get into is, you know, how long ago you said, well, just before we started rolling tape, uh, you said you're getting into kind of the legacy years. Uh, You you just turned 73, was that right? Correct, in January. And this is my 54th year of vocal awareness. 54 years. So, when you were, so that puts you at 19, is that accurate math? Yes, 18, 19. So you're 18, 19. What were you like as a kid growing up? Were you uh, shy? Were you out and about always a performer? How, how, what was your voice like? I think someone as a vocal coach is either going to have usually one story or the other. I'm curious, what was your voice like when you were a kid? And, well, and how did that go? Well, let me tell the story subtly differently. I knew when I was four that music was my life. My mother dragged me into an accordion studio and they put a three-quarter size accordion in my lap and instead of being morphed into a cockroach like Gregor Samsa, I was morphed into music. And so music was my life at four. So in the sixth grade, I auditioned for choir. I couldn't sing America the Beautiful on pitch. The teacher didn't let me in the choir. Seventh grade, I auditioned for another choir and Mrs. Grill let me in her high tones, and at 12, I knew that singing was my life. But one of God's greatest gifts to me came when I was 15, and I met my first voice teacher. I have a master's in voice, as we were saying before we started. I'm a classical singer by training, and Mrs. Kinsel was my first teacher. And at 15, she's she's about my age now, maybe even a little older, and I'm 15. In the middle of my lessons, I'm not exaggerating this matter, I would clap my hands manically to my ears and say, stop, no, I don't want to do it like that, I hear it this way. And she allowed this bizarre behavior. 
because she knew something about me I hadn't yet discovered. That when I hear a voice, I hear you who you are. I hear vocal sound differently than any person I've ever met anywhere in the world. So when you give me your voice, that relationship was sacrosanct. And so why I begin with Mrs. Kinsel is her lack of dogma helped me find a new way. Vocal awareness is a paradigm shift in communication. It teaches empowerment through voice. And the fact that we are on this podcast with no visuals, 92% of this information is being conveyed through the sound of the voice, not the content. Only 8% is the language. All the rest is body language and the sound of the voice. And when you have no body language, well, I suppose there is body language. Would you say? Absolutely. They're, they're e so even uh, as we're coming across a microphone, is it my body language as the speaker or the listener's body language or a combination of the two? It's the speaker primarily. And right now, for example, I've just taken my work out of my voice, out of my body. And I'm just sitting as we might if we're on a conference call or on this podcast and you don't know what you're doing. Now I put myself back in my work, which begins with embodying a man of stature. And when we put ourselves in stature, the first impulse for the body is to breathe. And then, because I'm teaching communication mastery, mastery is only achieved when you integrate mind, body, spirit. So I have seven rituals. And the first one begins with thank you. Thank you to God, thank you to source, or simply thank you. So when we do that, we still the room a little bit, we get quieter inside, and once again, the body inhales. And I share this, I'm eliminating the second ritual for this moment, but the point of the breathing is fundamental to all this work. And going back a moment, though, just as you're because I do want to get into some of the some of the principles and how you're teaching this. When you started off singing, at what point did you realize that you either had this gift, you, you, you heard things differently, so therefore you spoke differently? When did you move? When into I was about 17 or 18, I began teaching and singing at 17 or 18. I'm sorry if I interrupted you. Please continue, man. No, that's great. So at 17, you're, you're teaching singing. And did, yes. you, did you ever become a speaker? Did you go about like the, being in the no. speaking industry? Or were you no, always no, just no. behind the scenes teacher in the vocal world, whether it's singing? Yes. I, I've written five books and been tra translated into Mandarin and Korean, Italian, dot, dot, dot. I lecture all over the world. And, but I began to realize at 17 or 18 that I had what I called a knowing. I just listened and I intuited, let me approach the voice in this way. Let them do the scale like this. These things were not taught to me, but then I went and studied them. I studied voice science. I studied psychology, philosophy. I was one of a handful of people invited to the Institute for the Advanced Studies of the Communication Processes, for God's sakes, because this is a new form of communication. And so right now you hear that my voice, my energy are different than they were a moment ago when I took it all out. And I began creating this. My work was fully con concretized by the time I was in my early 20s. 
it's certainly deepened and grown extraordinarily over the years, but the fundamental principles were locked in 50 years ago. Man, 50 years ago. To do a career for 50 years in today's day and age, as we record this, it's 2019. You know, to me, I feel like careers are getting shorter where people are changing, you know, not just jobs, but careers, vocations, and, and even, you know, what's my passion, what drives me. For you to stay in this, have you been doing a version of the same vocal coaching, vocal training for the entire time? Uh, or have you have you dabbled in other things? Have you have you switched back and forth for anything? Or is this been this the is it? Three? This is it. This is your life's purpose, life's yes. dedication. And, and my God knew that I couldn't take this journey alone, so He gave me my bride at twenty-two. And because this is a this is a significant career I've been blessed to have, but I could would not have had the courage to do it by myself. I don't believe. So God gave me my bride very early because I knew I needed the partner to embolden me, as it were. Hmm. And I love hearing that because there's I couldn't do anything that I'm doing without my wife, and and we don't even work together in the business. But it is it's it's her sanity and uh, her complementary nature, right? We're both wired so differently, but uh, I know we were put together for a reason. And, and, and absolutely right. And so when I speak about mastery, you know, I'm, I'm a very odd duck. And I'm one time in a lesson with Jerry Rice, I could barely stop him from saying the thought. He said, this is hard work. And I said, Jerry, you never said that one sentence in your entire life. You're having a voice lesson, for goodness gracious. <laughs> you never said that on football. <laughs> no. But the point is that this work is intense. And when I used to, because we're using all the modalities, when I used to train Tony many years ago, he would refer to the seven rituals of vocal awareness as pattern interrupts. To create a new pattern, he would say, of course, you have to exaggerate behavior to break an old one. So what makes this work intense is that we are actively engaged in our conscious awareness as fully as possible, intra and interpersonally. I'm in that breath. I'm in the resonance in my voice. I'm listening to the story. I'm aware of what's going on all simultaneously. But that is no different than any elite athlete or any great artist does in their performance. Because that's what it takes. But we've never applied the same principle to communication before vocal awareness. As you say that, I, I imagine in my mind a golf swing. And you could learn. And you know, thank you for setting that reminder to remind me that sounds are so important. You know, <laughs> sorry about that. Voices. Oh, that's perfect. You know, you do owe me a drink though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in my mind. That's one of the things we have on the show. Uh, it's what, I was thinking in my mind a golf swing, right? And could, you, could I interrupt you? Sure, please. Now, as you tell me this story, because I really want to hear it, I know it's an important story, and then I want to correct it to a master's story about what's coming up next week in Augusta. And so, Sid is a man of stature, man. Feeling extraordinary about the man you are. And you notice you inhale, and the room quiet. 
The root of the word spirit, spiritus, means to breathe. The Hebrew word neshama means both soul and breath. So this is one of the fundamental, way, fundamental ways we connect the source in our breath, in our spoken word. Now, think about what it is you wanted to say about your golf swing, but I'm going to count you in from five for your slow, silent, loving breath. It'll be totally silent and will take five seconds. And at the apex of it, share your narrative again. Is that all right, Matt? That sounds fun. Coming to you in five, deeper, three, deeper, stature, begin. When you share the elements of speaking and preparing, I imagine a golf swing in my mind. You can practice every element of a golf swing individually, but yet when you go to hit the ball, they all have to come together. <laughs> the challenge is you can't possibly consciously walk through each step as you do it. You have to abandon conscious awareness and let unconscious mastery come through. How do you create that when it comes to speaking? You feel and hear the difference, don't you? And you noticed your thought process. You were actually subtly listening to yourself, weren't you? Well, I couldn't help it. I mean, the that's right. coach of the coach of the coaches is listening to me and telling me to try it again. Come on. But did you notice the resonance of your voice changed? The pace changed. You were listening to your story. Could you tell that? I could. You know what else then, I noticed is it sounded yes. too, I feel like when someone like you comes on the air and we're having this conversation, I find myself becoming a little bit of a, uh, not a gecko, what's the, is it a gecko? What's the word? Uh, when I'm a chameleon is what I was thinking. Oh, yes, good. Where I begin to, now I'm slowing down and now I'm speaking in this way that, you know, and I don't want to do that. Could you speak to the, authenticity versus the modeling and becoming something different. Terrific. By the way, I love your golf analogy. I was training Nick Faldo a couple of days ago, three-time Masters champion. Yes. And he was equating our conscious loving breath with his putting breath. We have a technique called see the edge and arc of sound. It's a physics term, the Bernoulli principle, because sound travels on an arc which he equated with his tee shot. And, and so the corollaries are obviously quite similar, but we don't want unconscious. We actually want conscious awareness trained into our bodies, into our being. The athlete is not unconscious in their skill set. Their bodies become a thinking organism. It does things automatically. But in addition, it notices certain key moments where you have to do this, where you have to do that. As a singer, I may be performing and fully in the moment, but I'm also anticipating six measures down the way. I'm preparing for that high note, all while being in it. But that's trained into us. Does that make pragmatic sense? It does. So you are really saying that it's not about stopping being conscious of it, but it's about almost hyperconscious is the wrong word, but really conscious awareness, really naturally conscious. Exactly. But it's a skill. And we know that ubiquitous 10,000 hours, but 
We don't apply that in our daily lives. If you look at my TED talk that's on my website and people, my students ask, how did I prepare? I prepared as though it was a recital because a recital must be impeccable. It's not a presentation. And, and so here we really, really raise the bar in vocal awareness. My responsibility is to the work, the capital W work, to your vision. You create a persona statement. That's your brand. How much money do we put into creating websites and business cards and study the font, the color palette, and then we go talk and we just throw it all out the window. We don't even think about what we're going to say because we spent all our time making a website palette. <laughs> and, and so in vocal awareness, we learn that it's not just the message, but it's the messenger. It's not simply what we say, but how we say it, because you use that word authenticity. Integrity, integration, Matt, have the same root source. They mean wholeness. So when we create our persona statement, that word meaning through the sound, one's identity is largely conveyed through the sound of a voice. This becomes our brand. So my responsibility is to help you embody what it says you choose to want to be known as. Does that make sense? It certainly does. Let's let's jump back into your, and I apologize, what did you call it? Their pillars or steps? Seven lesson? rituals. The rituals. The rituals. And I love the word ritual. I think that's chosen well because um, these aren't just things to do, right? These are things to do consciously and habitually over and over again. Fair to say? Nice, nice catch. Very good. So the seven rituals. So the first ritual is really about the breathing. And let's let's start at that. And then I'd love to, in our time together, if this works for you, I'd love to- Because I know we only have a few minutes, correct? We sure do. We got about six minutes left. Let's walk through six rituals. So stature is preparation for everything. And we literally slowly and gracefully pull a thread from three inches below our, below our navel, which is where core begins, right up to the top of the crown chakra. And we don't just throw it away, we actually pull it. It's part of the stature process and fundamental to the concept of follow through. Then our first ritual is spiritual. We say thank you. Separates us from the white noise, the average. And these first four elements that I'm going to teach you right now are part of what I call a mastery moment. It's what you do before the meet. I say that the meeting begins before you walk in the room. This takes place before you walk in. Then the second ritual, just relax, Matt. Just kick back, relax. Now, don't do that again. Instead, hear the words love and let go. Feel what it might be like, Matt, to simply love and let go. And once again, you inhale and your space instantly gets quieter without you even knowing what this means. Now, the third ritual, take a nice deep breath, top of the morning, we feel the chest rise, the larynx and tongue also flexes and other things happen. Now, allow a slow, silent, loving breath and enjoy it while you do so. And you feel the intercostals expand, not the chest rising. And once again, the space is quieter. So in all mastery, the mastery is in the subtlety. It's not take a breath, it's allow. And that's our primal breath. That's the breath of a newborn. It's technically an intercostal diaphragmatic breath. Who cares? 
But what's really important to understand is we tap into the word allow, the word love, and it returns us to our primal breath. And we use this everywhere in vocal awareness. I've, I've my 21st and 22nd students being inducted this year into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton this August. And if you go look at some of the speeches I write and help my men perform, Ladanian Tomlinson's went viral. Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin's were fully memorized. Marshall Falk, dot, dot, dot. They're in the work. And it's annotated in visceral language. We, they bring it alive. But this is mastery. And then the fifth ritual, the fourth ritual, is we begin to warm up our voice. You're a professional voice user, but people don't warm up their voices. I don't know one artist or one athlete who doesn't stretch before performing. But in vocal awareness, we don't. We learn to. So this is our warm-up. It's called a yawn sigh. It's like yawning and sighing at the same time. You're going to want to pop those dials down for a moment because right. we're going to break glass. But I put, two fingers, with you. I put two fingertips under our tongue, letting the tongue rest. You do all the work on the mirror so that you can see and hear an aspirated H. <sighs> right? And then it's exceedingly nasal. The jaw and tongue are going to relax. Listen, I'll do one first. And it's the sound of ha as in the word hat. Listen. Ha. We don't rush the breath. We're back in stature. In five, four is nasal. Don't spread the mouth. Just relax. Two, deeper, and begin. Ha. Darn good, Matt, for a first time with no visuals. Now, cup your hands to your ears, Matt. Okay. I got a headphones on, so should I, I know. The headphones? Yes. Okay. And say, I am an extraordinary man, and I do extraordinary things. In three, two. I'm an extraordinary man, and I do extraordinary things. Do you hear any difference in the timbre or presence of your voice? I feel like it's more present. And you feel the voice is a little richer. There's a bit yes. more resonance. Yes. In fact, every time you've stopped me and said, do something or think about this first, I feel like there's a, a, a fullness to what I'm saying. Yes. And so obviously we have no time to really get into what, why this is happening, what's really going on. But the point of fact is, that in those four simple rituals set up by stature, you're beginning to make a choice about how you want to be known. And it raises a really interesting question. We actually have one. Wow, I didn't know that. For you see, Matt, every single thing in life revolves only around two things, to choose to do something or to choose not to. I want us to be empowered. So I want us to make empowering choices. I used to tell Tony, you cannot empower people. You can only help them empower themselves. So that's what this work is doing. And, you know, when you go to the website and you see all fancy names are also, there are myriad others who are not renowned in those ways where the work still has meaningful impact because my vision is to change the world through voice. Voice is power. When you own your voice, you own 
your power. I want you to live in the sovereignty of what is possible. Arthur, this has been an amazing time, and, and I know we're coming to the twilight of our time together. I wish we could continue, but I'm going to stay present and conscious in my speaking for the next interviews. I wish I could have you as my first interview of the day. <laughs> Um, guys, if you would like to follow and find out more about Arthur Joseph, this is great stuff. He has a vocal power program um, that he's uh, given me the access to. I'm about to get in there myself. Um, after this interview, uh, I honestly, I can't think of something more important, especially uh, us being on the radio, on podcasts, and running live workshops. This is the way. So I'll have a link to vocal power. You can go to vocalpower.com and check out the website. We'll also have a special link on the show notes on the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And he has a, an offer for you. It's $100 off. So it's 100 OFF VIP. If you want to actually get his vocal power program, I promise you, um, <laughs> if you got value from this conversation, I can't imagine what the full program would be like. So I'm excited about that. Um, Arthur, final thoughts for the day. Anything that you'd like us to walk away with if we could only remember one thing in our minds today? Well, I want people to go to my website, which is vocalawareness.com, because there's so much free content there. There are articles, there are stories, there are videos, because I want people to understand the truth of what I'm saying. Go into the privacy of your space. Don't let anyone else have dominion over you. Claim who you are once and for all. And when going to the website, you will see how to do this. If anyone wants to write me, they will write to Vocal Awareness Support, but my team forwards me everything and I answer everything personally. Uh, I'm on a mission, and it is to change the world through voice. And you've given me a wonderful platform today, and I'm deeply appreciative, Matt. Thank you so much, Arthur. As Arthur Joseph, everybody. So make sure, again, you follow our Arthur Joseph. We'll have all the social links uh, in our show notes. And it's vocalawareness.com. And check this out. I mean, he's got his McGraw uh, Hill published books here, Vocal Leadership, and his other books. He has programs, products that are just powerful. Same person who trained Tony Robbins for voice. Same person who trained uh, some of, again, the top, top sports entertainers, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you name it. And he became a governor. So that's a pretty big deal. Uh, make sure you follow the show as well. If you aren't already come over and check out the driven entrepreneur at mattbrawningpodcast.com. You can subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google play. You can find all that at that website and then follow me at social media at Matt Browning, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, especially on Instagram, we're always putting up some really great stuff. We're doing more lives as well with phenomenal, phenomenal guests just like this after we drop their podcast. Thanks so much. As usual, get out there and crush it today. Make something good. <laughs> <laughs>